life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. No, you know what, dude? Like, it's cool. You know what? I don't care what happens as long as people find this interesting. Well, that's up. That's up to you. Right in front of me. I'm glad I made the bed. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, to Road Stories. I am your host, Murray Valeriano, in the bedroom again. All right. What is this? Week two? Week three? Studio's coming along good. Finished the plumbing on the last episode. I think they drywalled today, so hopefully we'll I'll be back in uh I'll be back in the studio. Where is your studio? Uh it's right around the back right oh, there. I'll show you on the, I'll nice. show you on the way out. And uh until then, come back to my room and <laughs> do a podcast is the creepiest. And then do we emails. have to bang you? Well, yeah, it'd be you know, this is more what it's like, though, comedy-wise, really. <laughs> you want to be doing something that leads to back into your room. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I was like, that now, means I had a good show. Always get the podcast with the bed in them. Right. <laughs> you get the extra key cards at the hotel that you can leave them on the table when you're yeah. done. <laughs> uh, joining me today, uh, really excited to have both of these people on. Uh, uh East meets West. Right. Male meets female. This is this is this is exciting. Uh uh first uh stereo left. Um I saw her great show on Saturday night at the Acme Theater. Thanks for inviting me, by the way. You're welcome. I love it. It's uh I wasn't trying to be funny. Yes. Is the name of the show. It's coming through Los Angeles. It's done now, right? Yes, I finished last night. Are you heading back to New York? Yes, tomorrow. Awesome. Uh you know her from Tough crowd with Colin Quinn, her own show, Costello, uh, Comedy Central, Sue Costello joins Hi. us on the show today. Hi, everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the magic happens. <laughs> Sue, originally from Boston, I think. Yes. You'll be able to tell that when she starts talking. Mm -hmm. And then uh, sitting across from her, a gentleman I've been wanting to have on for a while. I finally got him on. Um know him from i guess would it be best known as crazy legs would you i think you could probably say that for? yeah crazy legs from let's see if i can get the whole title straight uh don't be a menace to society while drinking your juice in the hood that's absolutely that perfect right? that's oh, perfect awesome. that's like the first time i've heard it said right in such a long time like people don't even try and get it right you right. got it right oh ah, well Congratulations. Yeah, I'm a professional. He's a professional is, setup, yeah. 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 This is, come on, you don't get a podcast in your own bedroom by being a slouch. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Do you have impressed. nightmares of everybody being in your room because, like... <laughs> oh, now I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, used, I had a guy who Just was a writer. <laughs> I had a friend who was a writer and he uh -huh. used to write and then he slept on, he lived in the studio and he slept mm -hmm. on the futon. And then after a while, he started having nightmares because it was all mixing together. But maybe you haven't been here long enough. No, no, we're just, hopefully we'll just be in here for a couple of more weeks. This is a very special podcast. I like it. <laughs> As I was driving here, I thought it was very close and then I was getting further and further. Right. And I was like, am I out of my mind? Right. I had never met Murray. Right. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm driving so far away. And then he's like, it's in our bedroom. And then I started getting really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I said Suli would be here, she's like, oh, well, oh cool. Yeah. I can take cool. him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> 
Uh, there was another thing. Oh, oh uh, and for all our hipster nerdy uh, uh, listeners, uh, you did a couple sketches on Mr. Show also. I did. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did. I did a, a very famous sketch, the new KKK, oh, right. of which I was a member. Awesome. So that right there is already funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, uh, if I find that on YouTube, I'll put it on the uh, Facebook page. And then the lifeboat sketches, people really like that one. Too. Yeah, that's yeah, that I, think I saw that one this morning. Yeah, that yeah. one's that one's good. I play Fabian in that. Yeah, you did a couple yeah. of good things. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's unnecessarily positive. Thank you. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, I wanted to, we, we got into a, a discussion on the last episode. Was it the last episode or episode before that about uh, weird compliments you've gotten? And I brought up one, and, uh-huh. I, and I left your name out of it because uh-huh. I didn't know which way it was going. But right. uh, I wanted to ask you, We uh, I got off stage... At the improv the other night, you and I were there, and who was it? Jen Murphy and right and Orny Dom, Adams Dom and Dom Herrera, yeah, and Orny. And you got off the stage and you said, "I believe," and I don't think I'm paraphrasing. Uh, hold on, now I just forgot, and I just talked to you about it. You made, you made them, them like you. you. Yeah, you made them like yeah. you. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, say, wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> what? They don't, I don't know what's weird about that. that I, the, I think that's a real like I had watched what was going on in the room before. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty and, tight room. And it was a very tight room. Yeah, yeah. Like they weren't really connecting to anybody up until that point. Let me clear this like, up already. Huh? What? That's a guy compliment. Matt, you just you just felt what it feels like to be a girl right there. Oh, really? Yeah. Because d- what elaborate. he meant was what he was just saying. He, it was an elaborate meaning, but he just said it like a caveman. You made them like you, and you were like you for three days or whatever. Yeah, then like, what did he mean? What did he mean Try by that? Was that a, a compliment? So, oh. three days. You, you ask if I wake up in the middle of the night. It's me going. You made them like you because it does sound like a knock. Right. If you told me that in and of itself, I would be like, oh, he was kind of knocking you down. It was no, like but that. I didn't even mean. It. I didn't mean like that at all. Like I watched his set and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like they actually were listening to you mm-hmm. and they connected and they liked you. They were like, I like this dude. I like his comedy. Okay. I like how. You know what I mean? Like you were you were doing exactly what you needed to do. Oh, all right. Yeah, so I thought it was really great. And you left uh, out the part that, that that it was dead beforehand or that they were tight. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I kind of felt like, you know, you would watch the person before yeah, you yeah, and saw what the room was like. Yeah, it so, was Tom. I was a yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. And, that's, and, and for as accomplished and great of a stand-up that Dom is, they were still like, I, uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, you got a great, great comic <laughs> you know what I mean exactly yeah, it's yeah. like you at 810 or whatever you know what I mean <laughs> it's like you should be so lucky <laughs> you know what the thing I, I, when I was watching Dom and Dom was they were not digging Dom and it didn't phase him one bit not one bit I mean, right. talk about a professional right. man it just didn't he was letting it roll off of him and then right. he, would, he would just do a dig at the audience every once in a while and they'd laugh not realizing he was digging them see but you know? that's interesting because then you got on and you made them like you I find that interesting I just find it that I'm funnier than Dom Herrera <laughs> <laughs> slow that down rewind say it slower <laughs> some real no, positivity in this how bedroom much you could, uh, <laughs> how much you want to work you can make that decision yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just admire when you when you win the crowd over. It's it's not always easy to do. Yeah, it's not. How it must have been. T- I always pictured Boston a, a tough town. To no, do Boston was in. awesome. Yeah. well, it was awesome to like, do stand up in. But in terms of the sexism, it was awesome or bad. No, it ran ramp. Oh, really? But it still runs ramp. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. The sexism is insane. That goes really? on stand up. Ah, oh, it's crazy. You and you start you started in oh, Boston. I was gonna say. Uh, I started in Boston and I left yeah. Boston because I saw a, couple, a bunch of Julie 
Julie Barr and uh, what's the other girl's name? I can't even remember her name. It was so funny, mm-hmm. and they didn't get the spots. And I saw like uh, Kevin Knox; he died, but uh, I saw him one night. He was hosting at Nick's, and Alan Claycorn. Oh yeah, Alan. was on after him, and he and he left the to go do another spot and didn't show up. And I remember seeing like, oh, he just sabotaged her. Really? Yeah. Wow. And you stay still like that? You think? Oh my God! It's so on so many levels. We could go on for hours about it. Well, I only got an hour in this right. bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with you making me do the podcast in the bedroom. <laughs> making me shaky already as I come in here. <laughs> so what, what year did you, what years were you getting started? What, when was that like? Mm, I want to say probably 92, 93. Oh, so you took off pretty yeah. quick then. Because yeah, yeah. you got your show, what, 90? 90, 90, my first deal was in 96. 96, so yeah. Wow, yeah. that's fast. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she said her first deal. Right. Well, the first one was in 96. Yeah, it's my first deal. <laughs> Man, that was a good time for comedy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you could just get deals mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. <laughs> things could happen. <laughs> That's great. And I, I thought I always thought you, Suli, got started in San Francisco. No, I actually started in L.A. Really? Yeah. But are you I from started, up north or something? I am. I okay. was I was born in, uh, in, in San Jose, in Cupertino, okay. like Silicon Valley. Uh, and then, you know, I just, I grew up there and then I, I came back down, went to UCLA for mm-hmm. college. So, and then started doing comedy then. So I started here. I started in the worst place you possibly oh, yeah. could start. Where, and also, where Sue started in probably the best place. Yeah, well, they were great. I mean, they did definitely. I mean, it's, help it's, us. it's, I, I can't say it's the worst place. It's good and bad. It's great because you learn great technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bad place to start because people remember when you first started. So as you grow and progress as a stand up, there's still that perception of oh he was the guy that you know used to MC yeah that make that's exactly it nobody's ever put it that way but that's right exactly it because I pretty much started out here also yeah and right yeah. when I started the headliners would host oh there really was, there wasn't as much of a until that TV stuff ha- started happening there was very clean clear like that was the headliner mm-hmm. and even if you grew to be a, it wasn't as much competition because you were just going to be a headliner you weren't yeah. I don't even know if you there was so much comedy work too so there wasn't as much. You know, I have to be the only one. Yeah, yeah. right. Everybody could work because it was. So, I mean, there were like four clubs in one little uh, square block in Boston. Yeah. So, uh, but the, so the club, the headliners would would MC, and then they would help us. They would literally like Billy Martin, mm-hmm. who's uh, he executive producer. Oh yeah, uh, Billy, uh, yeah. Uh, Mars show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the same manager. I could, but it's he funny. he was so just taught me how to do my act mm-hmm. show, and I tell people nowadays and they love it because nowadays That's everybody great. just runs around like doing 20 minutes it's like you can't do right. 20 minutes when you right. first start doing stand up you yeah. have to have like discipline and stamina and so Billy taught me he said so you do five minutes in the beginning you open with an opening joke that tells people about yourself was that you? That was me. <laughs> How did you know that? I don't know if because the car alarm. I not. hope it didn't but that's because uh, it's I have my wife's car uh-huh. and that's the kind of thing that my wife's car does. <laughs> it goes off at the most inappropriate time. Okay. Yeah. I, we're making podcasts and yeah. it's, you know. Plus your car seems like it's a mile away right now. I can't believe you recognize that. I know my stuff. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That was the weirdest thing. Sorry. We'll edit that out. So. Yeah, whatever. More sabotage. Too bad. Right. That was... <laughs> wow. That could... Wow. First the comment and now the car. No, and I was trying to tell you how good I was at being trained to be a stand-up. The jacket. No, and I, I thought that that's really... So then he, yeah. told us, he told us open have an opening joke and have a closing bit that kills. Mm-hmm. A, a killer closing bit. So the right. opening joke should tell people who you are. Right. The closing bit. And then you should have your 
jokes in between. And if you want to do new jokes, you take one joke out and you put the new one in between the, the Oh, wow. Material. So he gave you really good technique. Wow. And then you grew the, the meat of the, right. of the act within right. it. So then when you stretched it out to 10 minutes. So you and had was to, Billy, a, Billy a really good writer? Yes, he's a great Yeah, I, Yeah, I could, I, I could tell because like your style too is very about well-written, succinct, point of view stuff which i love you know what i mean because so many comics on the west coast are more about their personality mm -hmm. you know what i mean as opposed to just rifling those jokes in you know what i mean well i think i'm a mixture of both so it was hard for yeah. me to figure out both to be yeah. able to have the jokes yeah. and the personality and the personality yeah because yeah. i tried to just do jokes for a while but my, then i lost my personality so right now i do both i have them both which is good because it's like uh, it's like structured chaos. Yep. Yeah. 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 I like that structured chaos. Because you can all and people don't. They're like Sue. How do you make it look so easy up there? And I really like. I was on stage at the Laugh Factory last week, and I'm like, I am so fucking comfortable on stage <laughs> right, now. Right. Right. It's such a freedom, but I mean, that's what we when I started out, and it is weird when we start out. It's like horrible. It's a horrible feeling if you don't do well. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Everybody says, "How do you keep going if you bomb?" I go, "You never want to have that feeling again." Right. Oh yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Exactly. And it sticks with you. Like people don't understand what the pain of bombing feels like. Oh. Like when I was thinking about like, okay, what like are my horrible road stories? Like they immediately went back. I was like, how come I can remember all the bad ones more than I can the good ones? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And those bad ones still feel like, I just remember like the first time I really bombed bad, just laying awake all night and my heart was in a knot. Mm. And it was like, how could you do this to people? <laughs> That's funny you're saying that because I was thinking the people do it to you too because there is definitely a psychological dynamic that goes on with But I always feel like, too, it's kind of your fault. You know what I mean? Not always. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like somehow you're responsible in a way that, you know, it's like, well, why didn't you do that other joke that they probably would have got? You know what I mean? I just feel like I, I, I take the onus on okay, let me improve, like I dissect it, and then I go, let me improve on that so I don't make that mistake again. But the only way to improve on it is to get on stage a million gazillion exactly. times. Exactly. So you exactly. can write whatever you want to write, but that internal strength right. that you build only comes from... And I can't wait to erase that, that set. Well, yeah, right. you, need that, you, know what you mean? need that good set to kind of Yeah, clear. to get you back, into, yeah, yeah. back in, the, in line. Yeah. You know, it really is like getting punched in the face and knocked out. <laughs> and then That's saying, what let's it feels do that like. again. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. I don't want to feel that again. Nine o'clock. Yeah, I don't want to feel that again. I got five right. minutes to the next show. Right, right. So there is like a mastering and I guess you could say it is like kind of boxing. Like you master your box. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. sure boxers do the same thing. They get hit in the face. They want to master how not to get hit again. It's the same idea. <laughs> but even though you're so comfortable, which you are, I mean, you're, do you, there's still... Don't you feel like there's still things to learn as you go? You're learning all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm just talking about actually standing on stage and being comfortable. I feel like I'm finally myself on stage. Mm -hmm. So now the, the act of growing as myself is even still the possibility out mm -hmm. there. I, I mean, just in also holding on to myself, the thing that I found was fascinating was that people would, a lot of times when comics get, a lot of the heckling stuff, people aren't really being nasty the first time. The heckler? Yes. Okay. And so a lot of times a comic will just attack right away. Oh, I And then it becomes saying, like this attack thing and the audience is all involved in everything. So what I realized is it was exhausting if I did that all the time. Plus, I didn't want it, that to be who I was all the time. If you yeah, do five yeah. sets a night. And so uh, I started to just slow down and like 
let them say what they're saying, and then ask them what they meant, like what happened right. to Suli. Like mm-hmm. right. he said to you, you, you won them over. And so yeah, well, just he yelled that from the back of the room during the set. <laughs> right, so, right. <laughs> but instead of just you know, automatically assuming, he meant something nice. <laughs> hey, motherfucker, you made them like you. <laughs> now get off the stage. I said that eight more minutes. What are you, what are you doing? I'm I sorry. The compliment. We'll take a page out of Sue Costello's book. What did you mean by that? I'm Serious? You asked him what he meant. I thought that was good communication. <laughs> I, like, I like to leave a heckler. I like to let him think he won, uh-huh. even though he didn't. Like right. when you have to shut him down. Yeah, and they feel know. good and they love you afterwards. They're like, "Man, that was great." Yeah, 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 yeah. right. You totally, yeah. <laughs> even after that, I usually like to like do like an aside to the audience, like, "Oh, this guy's gonna kick my ass after the show." You know, after right. you shut him down, it right. kind of makes them feel like they right. won. You know, yeah. but they really didn't. I, I've had some getting... situations where though it's out of the normal heckler person on stage rules you know what i mean where you go into that other region mm-hmm. when that's never fun you know like, yeah, when I, like just what? being mean like hateful, well, I, well, I, I was doing some shows at a casino and i was having really great weeks the last night these kids that worked at the casino came and they were trashed at right sam sam what's what i'm not gonna it? say where I it is and so the they started he's <laughs> like going up in the middle of a disco is really yeah what have to do. well i mean i've <laughs> done those kind of shows you know let's not forget i am crazy legs okay <laughs> <You know? laughs> but like these kids worked there and they started heckling oh. and then they felt justified they're like oh it's okay we work here Right. And I was like, oh, well, you do know how this works, right? Right, and then you're like, well, you work here, and I, it's a whole other dynamic, like, I can't yell at you because you work here. It's but like, I just thought it was so oh, stupid yeah. because right? I felt like, well, then you understand, like, that we're all kind of working together. You mm. know what I mean? Like, I'm entertaining the people that come here. They're going to go to where you work, and you know what I mean? It's all working together, yeah, and yeah. you don't get that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, there's a weird kind of like you, you know, like every once in a while the, you know, the features girlfriend in the front right, row, right? Will ch- chime out or boyfriend, Sue. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, old chime is like, oh, that's that's the features boyfriend. You know, right, you know, right. I'm the, I know, I'm the. Comic. I had a uh, one time up. I was at the cutting room in New York, and uh, I was in the back of the room. And there was nobody there. And then they called me up on stage. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if somebody heckles you, usually you're already into your set a little mm-hmm. bit. So the audience, I mean, so the audience either already loves you or you can use the audience to back sure. you up. There's a whole uh, strategy to it. Well, I walk from the dark corner up onto stage. And bef- as soon as I hit the stage, I hear, I'm from, can I swear? Yeah. yeah. I'm from fucking Rhode Island. I'm from <laughs> fucking Rhode Island. That's all I'm hearing, like bloody murder, screaming. And wow. I'm like, oh my God, what is that? And the room's packed. And I'm like, oh my, and I'm like, well, how do I even handle this? I haven't even opened my mouth yet. So right. now you can feel, you know, that weakness, like you don't have control. I'm like, what am I? And then I'm like, bring her up. Bring her out of the dark, at least, so I can see who I'm dealing right, with. Right, yeah. So I go, well, why don't you just come up? And she waited up. Fucking Rhode Island. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> she comes up and sits in the front row, and it was one of the biggest talent agency, agents from ICM. Really? Wow. She faced out of her mind. And I was like, oh, I can't. I couldn't even, like, right. I was like, I can't. Right, right. So you just started in, she's from Rhode Island. <laughs> Anytime anybody tells me they're from Rhode Island, all I hear in my head is, I'm from fucking Rhode Island. 
<laughs> but I remember thinking I could have like tore into it, but I didn't because she was like a big agent. In it. Right. Right. Oh, it's a good thing you recognized her. It was just interesting that she was that drunk. She came from a bachelor party or something. Ugh. And she said, I'm going to destroy the thing that I love, comedy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I should be a comedian. Yeah, I should have always been a comedian. <laughs> I'm not fucking It starts tonight. <laughs> from the dark corner in the back. <laughs> so you started out here in Los Angeles, and, and Sue was talking about getting five and then working it out to 10 and then mm-hmm. working it out to 15. You can't really work it out past 10 here. No, not at all. You must have had to take off then. Yeah, you know, I mean, I would find like little workout rooms to mm-hmm. do bigger sets. But like I said, it is the best and the worst thing to start out here because you had such a limited amount of stage time. You better get who you are and get your jokes off in the, the quickest way possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And at least try to make sure that you stand out. Like I knew all the jokes that I wrote when I first started were like my truth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I at least was smart enough to know I'm going to trust my point of view and and, and, and go for it. You right. know what I mean? Um, and, you know, like really good people saw me fairly early and were encouraging, which mm-hmm. is like, oh, okay, I'm doing the right thing. You know, because I know some places like, uh, you know, out, outside of the loop, you learn bad technique. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it was all good. It worked out. So, uh where do you, when you started out on the road, what were you, where were you hitting? Um, you know, I was hitting like a lot of, lot of, uh, you know, rooms up north and then, um, you know, like I had an agent, so they mm-hmm. would put me out. Like I'd do some Midwest stuff, Vegas stuff, you know, just all over. So not really shitty one string of one nighters. You know what? I would do one nighters though. You know what I mean? Like when I was first trying to get I mean, stage time. one nighters. Yeah. Just talking about the I mean, I, yeah, I had those weird ones, you know, where mm-hmm. you got a carpool. Yeah, <laughs> with somebody. <laughs> I, I carpooled with this one. Uh, I did this one nighter with this lesbian chick, right? That she wasn't really a stand-up, which <laughs> which made it all the more ugly. She played these those plastic drums. You know what I mean? The the plastic barrels, like. You know, oh. the inner city kids yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, like yeah. The, 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 oh, yeah. like, the, yeah, like, but they carry, um, yeah, meat around. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she played one of those <laughs> drums. Yeah, you know, the the, yeah. beef jerky, you know. <laughs> oh, they do in my neighborhood. Meat I don't buckets. know. Right. <laughs> so she played one of those uh, and didn't really do jokes. She just kind of screamed her anger and then would play. It was very bizarre. It made me mad that I was carpooling with her. <laughs> And she didn't even have a car. Like she had this this truck, and she took her girlfriend, and her girlfriend and her sat in the cab, mm-hmm. and I sat in the back of the truck, like you know, some hazardous waste, what, like in the, <laughs> yeah. in the bed of the pickup. Yes. But did they put you in the bucket? They did not put me in the bucket. I think the bucket was in the cab. Like that's how, you know, you're just like happy to work. <laughs> put the Zuli made in right. the bucket. Right. Uh, you're in the back and. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, like, and then I remember watching her act and it made me mad. And then I was thinking, wow, I got to ride in the back of the car. (laughs) This act I don't respect. (laughs) And then her and her girlfriend got into a fight on the way back. So that was a, yeah, that was a hellish one nighter. Yeah. That was, yeah, I don't have that agent anymore. (laughs) I can see like one day I'm going to get that bucket seat. Right. Right. I should have like somebody with a bucket open for me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I should bring her back. Yeah, you should bring her back. I should. Be like, I can do it now. Right, exactly. Now I've got it all figured out. (laughs) You didn't have to hit too many 
one-nighters then in New York around that time, right? Because that place was booming, wasn't it? New York or did it start because it kind of shut down towards the end of '90s, didn't it? New York and then picked back up. Not, when did I don't know if it ever really picked back up, did it? Oh, okay. Well, it seems pretty ha- happening right now. I was out there for three months last year. Well, there's always been the, a bunch of clubs where you could yeah. you could always do like five spots a night. Oh, that's amazing. That's it's, fantastic. That it's is amazing. fantastic, but it's also exhausting, and it can be very. Uh, it can almost hold you back a little bit. You think so? Yeah, because it can become like a nine to like five a machine. job. Like yeah, all right. of a sudden, that's all you're right. doing, and nobody's really seeing you. and You're not really doing anything different. Right. You're just making this enough money to mm. get to pay your bills. It's the same as like any other job that yeah, you can yeah. get. So yeah, yeah. it can right. be good or it can be. But I went. I started in Boston, so I would go on the road in Boston oh, first yeah. to start out. Yeah, Boston I mean, we used to go to the Peking me. Garden. It was like in Northampton. It was like two and a half. That's hours not the famous away. Chinese restaurant show, is it? That Fran Salamita did that movie about. No. Okay. I forget the guy's name. We used to book it, but we used to drive two and a half hours there and I would get $25 to open and we would drive two 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 and a half hours back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it takes me two and a half hours to get to the ice house. In <laughs> nice. <laughs> I hope you get more than $25. Yeah, yeah. 27 <laughs> But yeah. That's but did you get free Chinese It's just funny how you'd be so fearless about comedy though. You know what I mean? Like then you're like, hell yeah, I'm getting 25 bucks. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I loved the whole driving with, uh, I used to go with Kathy Byron, she was a female comic from Boston. Byron? So we, yeah, Byron. I don't think I know her. Oh, she was hilarious. Yeah. She used to do such a, like a different type of stand-up. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, uh, she'd do a lot of pauses and hand gestures mm-hmm. and really funny without even talking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we would drive everywhere and we just, because we were the only girls pretty much that yeah. were coming up together <laughs> in that male dominant right. world. Right. Any other Chinese restaurants or Italian? No, but the Silver Fox. When so Billy Martin used to tell me, and to get my stage legs, I was I was very pragmatic, and I also I always like I have a good gut. So if you're telling me something that makes intellectual sense to me, Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. So everything Billy would tell me, I would make sense, and I would do it. And so he's like, so you just have to stay on because I used to get so scared. I mean, your whole body Mm -hmm. literally wants to run while you're up there. So he would tell me, all right, this is all you have to do. So you just have to stay on stage for five minutes. That's it. You got to get your stage legs. Right. 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 So I was at the Silver Fox in Somerville one night and I was on stage and they were, they were like Italian guys in the back and they I only did like two bits or something and they and you know you're nervous and they smell it and then you're they right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like you suck get off the stage like with such venom right right, right. they hate you they hated me <laughs> and I paused and I said I know I do I just have to stay on stage for five minutes <laughs> and they let me finish it was almost like they were like all right that's hilarious but i was being come on billy told me <laughs> come on i have to <laughs> billy told me, he's like don't worry about that stuff just stay on stage so i explained it to them and they were like all right that's but awesome. i've had plenty of moments where that fear is like right charlie murphy called his brother his cousin rich called me to uh go on from at the nokia theater just mm-hmm. recently in uh New York. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to open for Charlie Murphy. I don't want to be seen right. as an opener, blah, blah, right. blah, you know. And uh, he's like, so you're not opening. You're going to go on like third right before Charlie. It's not a big, there's a whole bunch of, you know. Right, right, right. It was good money. Right. It was in Times Square. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. So I get there and I walk in the back and all it is is Charlie, Freeze Love, and me. Oh, wow. And Rich Murphy's like, all right, Sue, so it's going to be you, then Freeze Love, then Charlie. And I'm like, what? Wow. Yeah, I yeah. thought I was going on third and I'm like, where's right. the host? He's like, there's right. no host. And yeah, my, I, you. I, the terror. Right. But I wasn't going to show them right. my yeah. terror. So I was like, 
I, I have to be professional. I have to be professional. Mm-hmm. I have to do this. So I walked on stage. There must have been, I think it seats 1,100 people. There were 1,100 black people in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Sue's white. Sue is white, everyone. Sue's, so she's white, really though. white. Sue's, I mean, not just like a regular white person. She's extremely white. All right, go to, go back to the story. <laughs> and so I walked on stage, and I do, all I said was, I'm from Boston, and 1,100 black people booed me. <laughs> booed me so bad that the security from the back of the Nokia was running to the stage to find out what was going on, that really? they were going to have to save me. And I don't know what I did. I did the same logical thing. Right, right. I looked at them, and I go, what do you want from me? I was born there. I can't do anything about it. And as soon as I said that, I won them over. Oh, really? And I killed, and it I got off stage. Hilarious. And Charlie Murphy and Rich Murphy and Freeze Love were crying, laughing. They were like, Sue, you passed our test. You can work with us now. I was like, fuck you guys. I was like, that was most terror I've ever wow. had in my whole life. That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Uh, that is funny. I, I did this story. <laughs> Silly laugh. I had to open for uh for Dennis Wolfberg. Remember Dennis Wolfberg? Oh, the great Dennis Wolfberg. Yeah, oh, and man. but it was the most hellish gig ever. It was following a pay per view fight, right at uh at this theater, and so they were there for the fight, and the cable connection was bad so they weren't getting the fight so the people that were there at the fight were furious they were like oh i want i needed to get my blood release and this cable is busted and now you're going to try and trick me with this comedy show afterwards Mm. i don't know why they had booked these two things so close together so i'm opening for wolfberg and he goes, uh, you know, don't cuss, right? <laughs> you know, like, you know, was like, was oh, he okay, super cool. clean, Dennis? I'm trying to remember. He was, he was I, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so uh, I, you know, it was yeah, just yeah. a weird stipulation to yeah, put yeah. on somebody at the time. But I was like, oh, well, I'm going to, you know. Especially in front of that audience. Right. I mean, he was terrified. Though. He was probably trying to control anything he yeah, yeah, right, control, yeah. right? Right. And so, I mean, it was like, trust me, I was opening and I didn't want to open and i was like this dude has to close this (laughs) (laughs) it's like exactly what is not good about comedy like they're not here to listen they don't care they're angry (laughs) it's called the shove the show right right (laughs) so i go up and i do my set and somehow i get them right and i end up having a deep not a great set but decent enough where it was like this wasn't a failure so I get off stage and I feel like it's a triumph. Like, oh my God, I turned him into a room. And the first thing Wolfberg says to me is he goes, you said shit. I told you not to curse. Mm. And I was like, oh, dude, come on. (laughs) (laughs) I just worked a miracle here. Yeah, just turned water into wine. Right. You made it red. But maybe he did what you did and forgot to say the rest and say, thank God you said shit because we're going right. to do good. He might have right. given you a guy compliment. Right. Yeah, it, it may have been. Let's hope. Yeah, let's, let's give us the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> well, but, at least they planning to put it on after. I've had so many, it's happened to me too, where they're like, all right, we're going to stop the fight. 
and we're going to start the comedy oh, yeah. show. Right. We're going to stop right. the game and yeah. start the comedy show. Like right. the playoff game. Yeah, the World Series yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now here's Sue. <laughs> I did this uh, this room with Jeremy Hotz, and they were just starting to do comedy there. It's like one of those India casinos. And they just, you know, they just don't understand comedy mm-hmm. sometimes. So they let this guy that was just like kind of the room manager of the place take over. So we're in the back. It's me, Jeremy, and this guy that was opening. And... The kid comes in the room and he looks at the three of us and he goes, uh, uh, all right, you, you go on first and then you go second and then you close. And he's like, you know, he's got the opener closing. He's got it totally wrong. Then he goes, uh, he goes, uh, all right, so which one of you two are on the undercard? Oh. <laughs> uh, the undercard? <laughs> so that just shows you how much he knew about comedy. But when did what we do become something that's so not respected? I don't, I always, I'm always fascinated by that because I feel like if you're a stand-up and you can do movies and TV, you have the most earning uh, capability of anybody, even yeah. more than actors. Yeah. But they oh, never, absolutely. They never get the, the actual, even when you go to clubs, they don't give you the actual respect. Always trying to jip you with the money. They're always trying to do this. They're always trying, it's never like... Yeah, I don't, you know, that's that's come up several times on the show, and I, I, I don't, we can't, we try to dissect it. Because everybody wants, wishes they were a comedian. Yeah, right. It's not like they're right. not, you know, in awe. Everybody, th- they everybody thinks they're funny. But then right. they go there that's and they the, attack That's you. the problem is everybody thinks they're funny. But then they go, the audience is always looking heckle. It's like right. a funny It is a weird dynamic. On, right? It is a weird dynamic. Because be able to be funny is like pretty, it's amazing to have that natural It's like a superpower. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. What are you talking about? It's great. And you, and <laughs> let's just, you can be funny, but you also, being funny and being funny on stage are two different things, I think. Oh, well, absolutely. You need to be funny, but then bringing it to the stage is something completely different. Right. So, you and know, it takes a tremendous amount of work. People are like, how do I do that? Time. How do I do that? I'm like, get on stage and then get on yeah, stage. And and yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on stage. Yeah. yeah, get on stage. And put up with, I remember I did this show. I was doing a big show in Chicago on Saturday night. And this Friday night, this girl's like, oh, I have this great room. It's outside of, uh, right outside of Chicago. Mm-hmm. The guy wants you to headline. So I go, all right. She's like, I've worked it a million times. And, and the girl was working with the guy who booked me on Saturday night. So I figured it was all cool. So she says, on the early show, he's going to pay you. And then the latest show, you get a piece of the door. And the latest show is always packed. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, cool. Sounds right. good, right? So I get there, and all of a sudden, the uh, early show is packed, packed, packed. So in my head, I'm starting to think, oh, somebody packed the early show so that they don't have to give me a percentage of the later show. Mm -hmm, Right. So, and meanwhile, the guy's like all coked up, running around, and so I'm like, I better get my money. If I don't get my money, this guy's not going to give me my money. And I remember, I was like, I need need my money. I forget, he did something that showed me that I was not getting my money. Right, right, sure, sure, sure. Doing rails off the desk is enough. So I finished (laughs) the first show. Yeah, no, that's... that's, uh, I finished the first show. The first (laughs) tip-off. Nobody's blaming me on this one. Something's awry here. (laughs) And I just saw what he was doing. I was like, I think I'm an idiot. So I go, all right, I need my money. I need to get paid now. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, I I need to get paid now or I'm not going on stage. You are not going to have a second show. And he was literally like, fuck you, you fucking cunt. You fucking Really? You fucking cunt. And then he gave me the money. Whoa. (laughs) And then I went on stage and he literally sat in the front row with his hand on the table staring at me the entire time. Wow. And I remember leaving there thinking, really? Right. You're going to scream at me and you're going to sit at the table and intimidate me while I'm performing at your... But this is the kind of stuff that girls deal with that guys would never know. That would It just doesn't go on. Oh. Well, that's the weird thing about comedy, though, that I think is like you can do it, be good at it, but you still have to place somebody else's place by their rules. 
You know what I mean? And usually like they're saying, the, Unless you know how to use your power and say, I'm not going on stage. Yeah. Unless you have self-respect and you know. Right. And you, because the business tells us that we're so needy and we're so this until you start going, well, I'm the problem. If he right. doesn't have me on stage, and he then you don't have, have a show. show. And if you can right. put up with him right. getting crazy and abusing you, then whatever, save it, save it for right. your wife. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but doesn't that make? I mean, it's but like when you walk into like a place like the Improv or something, and it just makes it that much more. Like you walk in, hey, how are you? They hand you your check. It's no big deal. You don't even really have to look at it, right? Because you know, you know right. it's right. going to be right. <laughs> right. And if it's wrong, they're going to, you know, it's not right. good. It doesn't make it that much more sweet. <laughs> yeah, but then you can get comfortable too. I think, right? Oh yeah. 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 yeah you have to do those gigs that keep you yeah. honest. Oh, That's yeah. the thing about comedy is like you can, you know, you can get cushy with it, mm-hmm. and then you'll run up in one of those situations that goes, oh yeah, this is the real deal, right? Well, you know, what <laughs> that's either the universe or God or comedy God, whatever you believe in, man. It just always just. I find for myself when I'm, you know, just sailing along. You know, I know enough now that I'm like, all right, I'm. I'm due for a real bad night. Right. You know, yeah, been, yeah. I've just been yeah. cruising too long at this altitude. I'm 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 due for eating it pretty bad. When right. Time to keep me humble. And there's nothing like that feeling when you know you're losing them, and then you lose them more, and you lose them more, and you know you have another 19 minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, this isn't going to go so well. And you know well. that <laughs> comic isn't there or something. You know, and they're telling you to right. stretch. Yeah, you're right. like, Oh my god. <laughs> the hole just gets getting deeper yeah, yeah, and deeper. Yeah. My uh, my first time on stage at the Laugh Factory. I went on really late at night. It was when I was still in college. And, uh, you know, it's like my first spot there, and I'm super excited. So I go on. I got about maybe four good minutes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm in college. I got college jokes. and <laughs> So I go on, and, you know, Jamie's in the back, and he's going, stretch, buddy, stretch. Right? Jamie is the owner of Jamie the Jamie Masada, the owner of the club. Stretch, buddy. And I'm thinking, oh, cool. This dude thinks I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So I start doing more stuff and, you know, 10 minutes goes by and he's like, buddy, stretch, man, stretch. (laughs) And I'm thinking, woo. (laughs) When I was born. Right. (laughs) When I was a kid, I used to like this show. (laughs) Well, I was going to say you have four good minutes that can be stretched into 10 if they're laughing. So I do probably like eight more minutes. I'm like, please, for for God's sakes, get me off stage. (laughs) And so Jamie from the back goes, bring Sam Kinison on, man. Bring Sam Kinison on. And I'm hyped because Sam Kinison was like at his biggest. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I bring him on and, uh, you know, the audience goes crazy and he's completely coked out of his mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he berates the audience. He's ordering drinks while he's on stage. You know, bring me a shot of this. And takes a shot, throws the, the shot glass against the back wall. Oh, wow. And this is like my first set at a real <laughs> comedy club and i'm sitting over to the side terrified like oh my god is this what comedy is right, <laughs> like, right. this dude is the biggest star at the time and he's like so mental he, and he's gone yeah right yeah. so he kind of stumbles off stage and jamie's like you yeah, close the show buddy oh, close no. the show <laughs> <laughs> jamie's so funny yeah. he's, he's awesome <laughs> so i get up there and try and pretend like what just happened didn't happen <laughs> Like, hey, wasn't that great, everyone? Sam Kinison. <laughs> and then I'm excited. <laughs> I remember one time. <laughs> so the show ends, and I'm standing out in front of the club with like two people that drove from like Pomona or something. And we're both standing there waiting for our cars. It's this kind of awkward moment. And they uh they look over to me and they go, uh, 
does this happen all the time in comedy about Sam Kinison? Like, that was a little weird. What, that he was... Yeah, that he was just... Yeah, 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 that he was so not in a place of comedy Mm -hmm. and was just a rage fest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so they asked me, you know, does this this happen all the time in comedy? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm I'm new. (laughs) Hilarious. Hilarious. That laugh actor, you never know when Jamie's going to make a decision oh, or what's going to happen, no, right? Yeah. yeah. I was on one night, and I, I just started to notice also, and I, I'm going back to the woman thing because it is my point of view, and it is what sure, happens sure. to us. Right. A lot of aggression. If you can't tell Sue's a woman. A lot right. of aggression right. happens before you get on stage with the, and me as a woman. I don't mm-hmm. know if it happens to all women or whatever, and I never noticed how much of it goes on. First of all, there's a lot of, guy, a lot of pussy talk and everything on stage, and a lot of this, you know, yeah, yeah. that's what the guys joke about. Then you right. walk on stage with your pussy, and then they're only thinking about right, that. So right, there's a little right. of that goes on. And then uh, I just was amazed at like how much I used to take on everybody's aggression and then bring it on stage with me. And then people right. would be like, you're much nicer in real life. And I'd think, well, what am I doing? Right, right. So to be able to hold on to my femininity and hold on to myself and still be as strong as the guys, it's like yeah. a phenomenon. Because you know what? It, it, you do have to control the room. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's sometimes an audience, and I think it's it's just if you're not, what they instantly accept from the second you walk on stage, you have to take control and then make them trust you. You're you saying kn- that in comparison. I'm talking about before I get on the stage. Right, right, on. right. No, no, the room has been already shaped by whatever Whatever's somebody been on. else right. is. So yeah, if yeah. I'm different and from if that, you're different yes. from that, that's exactly what I'm yes, saying. Yes, if right, you're right, different right, from right. that, of course then you've got to so you've got to you've got to take control instantly and then break all that stuff down. Not only mm-hmm. that, you have to go up on the stage where everybody's ass cheeks squeeze together and go, "Oh, it's a girl." Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Well, but before I even say it, so, so it's that trust thing. It's like, can we trust that this is going to go okay? And can you, can I do it? Can I right. not, can, can right. I not feed into that and just show you, just be it? Can I not worry right. about that? Because there's more you worry about that than you just sound like, meh, meh, meh. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I got in the Laugh Factory one night, Saturday night, pack, 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 eight, ten o'clock show. And uh, Ari Spears comes in. Right. And he's all like, the rage is like just right. oozing yeah. out of his pores. Right. right. And he walks up to me and he goes, what time are you going on? And it scared the daylights out of me. And I looked at him and I go, what's up, Aries? Right. And he smiled and he walked away. Right. <laughs> right. And I was like, see, Sue, that's what used to scare you. Okay. Right. And then all of a sudden, Tosh comes in. Mm-hmm. And Jamie's like, Tosh is going on. And they go mental. Sure. Right. Tosh, they go right? crazy. Crazy, yeah. crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. Saturday night packed. Yeah, all yeah. Raptors. Tosh is going on. He's on stage killing, killing, killing. Jamie comes over. There was supposed to be a guy and then me. So he comes over. He goes, Sue, you go next. Yeah. Now my stomach drops. Sure. And I'm like, oh. Right, 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 right. And Tosh ends his set and he goes, all you girls in your 40s trying to have babies, stop it. Because you're never going to have babies because God doesn't want you to because you were cunts in your 30s. <laughs> Good night, everybody. And I was like, oh, my God. Right. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? I'm like, this is going to be the worst. I, I was like, I literally wanted to run out of the room. Right. Oh, like, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just instinctually, I went on. Because like I said, you don't go at it because right. it just looked like. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just kind of offset it and play. And so I got on stage and I said, hi, everybody. I'm Sue and I'm a cunt. Right. <laughs> right. right away boom and it just gave it a different energy and like went right it's funny though like people don't even understand that about comedy it's like you've been doing it forever you're great at it but still if you have to follow somebody that's hot and they're you know because i've had to follow tosh Mm -hmm. at the comedy magic club same sort of thing Mm -hmm. like they're so happy and excited that he's on stage Mm -hmm. 
when you come out, they're like, hey, you're not that dude. Right. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And if you try and come at it, they're only going to... Oh, it's like they blew their sh- yeah. load when they yeah, see oh, right. him, right? They're only going to yeah. shut you down right. more. I was doing a show at Largo, one of Sarah Silverman and Friends shows, mm-hmm. and it was like superstar studded. Like, you know, Russell Brand was on the show and David Spade, and, you know, I had to follow Spade, and I was thinking, this is not going to go well. <laughs> you know what I mean? But... It was like you you have to just do it. Well, I was yeah, already yeah. nervous enough with the fame, but then when he said right. that comment at the end, right. I was like, oh, It was no. like, yeah, you've got to build yourself out of that <laughs> hole. Yes. So, like, I remember when I when I followed Spade, I, you know, did a joke, and they were like, eh. I go, no? Oh, okay. See, I knew I shouldn't have followed David Spade. Yeah. I wanted him to go on before yeah. me. And once I said that, yeah. then they were like, oh, okay, he's acknowledging the real, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, then I think I made a joke about... You know, they were treating me like, you know, uh, Obama's second term, mm-hmm. you know, after that first joke. Right. And then, <laughs> boom, they were like, oh, OK, he's, you know, he gets it. He, you mm-hmm. know, and they were with me from that point on. But it was one of those things where everything, you know, you're like, holy shit, how am I going to get how's this going to work out? But that's, that's the other thing about starting okay. in this town. Sorry yeah. to interrupt is okay. you. You know, you go, you get, you get passed at the store or the factory or the improv or something, and all of a sudden you're following, right? Uh, or Chris right. Rock stops by, right. or right. Jerry stops by, and you're, you know, all the, and then you're fucking eating it for eight right. minutes in those first four years, every eight minutes. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, nobody's really touched on. I've had a lot of women on the show, but nobody's really touched on what women go through. They, all, I, I can speak to you right now. I, that's, that's why I hope you will, because I, I, I will do finish the podcast. stand up hardly anywhere. What? The Laugh Factory in Hollywood is pretty much where I do stand up. That you won't do it anywhere? Is that what you said? No, they don't, they don't let me do it anywhere. The I factory? Can't work. No, the Laugh Factory lets me work. Oh, okay. But any other club, pretty much I don't work any other club. Why not? I could probably go on and tell you a million stories about where I've been treated sexually, where I've said, please don't treat me that way, or don't oh, really? treat me that way, or they've taken money and I've said, don't treat me that way, and they, and mm-hmm. I don't work there anymore. And so I just decided to stop doing okay. that and do my one woman show because I was like, I'm not going to keep fighting with these people if yeah. I can't take care of my, if they won't allow me to have the respect and dignity that I want to have as a person, as mm-hmm. a woman. I mean, when, when a club owner was disgustingly sexual to me, like gross. Really? And in between sets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't do that ever again. And no, I can't work there anymore. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Such bullshit. It's the truth. I mean, yeah. there's no. No, I'm not. There's right. No, like I'm not complaining. It's the truth. Like I literally am. Can even Al Martin at the uh, what do you call? It, which I don't work for him anymore mm-hmm. either because I told him to stop dicking me around. He literally told me. He said, "Sue, you kill more consistently than any other comic that I ever have at my club." He's like, "I'm afraid Ooh. to tell you that because then it'll, it'll go to your head or something." And I'm thinking. So why don't you just give me the the natural respect that I want? Not even I'm not even looking for anything more than just natural respect. Yeah. Just don't be disgusting to me. So, sexually while I'm trying to work. So and that was wasn't it, Al who did that. I want to make sure I say that. Oh, that's okay. So was it, I mean, has it always been that way? Was it rough going out on the road early oh on? Oh my God, I remember being in New Jersey. And also the comics, like I, I remember saying to my friend uh, Leo, we went out to dinner before I went on at the Laugh Factory and he, I, I explained it to him very calmly without complaining. And I just said, watch if I, I didn't say watch. I said, sometimes if I, if I do really well, the comic after me will say something really horrible so that that will be left in the audience's brain. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, I, I think I was staying with my friend and her cleaning lady had asked me for a ride. And she was bullying me, bullying me, bullying me. So I went right on stage and it was a clean show at the Laugh Factory. And I told the whole story about how trying to set boundaries with her. And she was mm-hmm. calling me sue like a pig. And I was right, going right, on and on. Right. There was, I killed. And then the guy who was hosting got up and said something filthy. 
And Leo came up to me afterwards. And he's like, so I never would have noticed that. He's like, and not only that, you killed, you didn't swear, you didn't do anything. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, you know me, you would have came. If I hadn't told you that beforehand, you wouldn't have noticed that. He's like, I wouldn't have noticed it. That's interesting. So there's so much that goes on. And so what happened is eventually I just decided that I can't do it. I can't. I mean, I was. I remember being in Jersey working and going to get my check. And the guy goes, I'll give you a check if you take your shirt off. Wow. And they, then they want you to be like, fuck you. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't. I, that means I have to make myself less than who I want to be so that I can work with this guy. And I'm right. not, I just got to a point in my life that I was like, man, I want to do my show so that I can go out and do stand up and then prove it a different way as opposed to being like, me, me, me. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather like, you know, push through it mm -hmm. and say it clearly as much as I can say it and say that it really, really exists. It's crazy. Sure. No, no. I, I appreciate you talking about it because a lot of women will come on here and be like, oh, we should talk about should have talked about you know what women go through on the road i'm like yeah please of course <laughs> that's to, the real come on that's you know? the real it's like just, oh i didn't want it to get too heavy i'm like no, no, no man this is what it's about this is but i think on. yeah i think there's a realness to it yeah. like i know sometimes for me i get frustrated where i look at some of my credits and who i've worked with and mm -hmm. wrote for and then when you come into a comedy environment they're trying to make you feel like you're less than you know what i mean or you don't deserve the well no i feel like in, in sometimes in the club environment mm -hmm. like the people that you've it's not easy to get those credits sure you know what i mean and they're real credits and they mean something i have crazy credits i was in the movie the fighter i right. had my own sick right right i was in the movie salty i was in the movie right. with Lawrence fishburne and that and i killed shouldn't mean and i something. still can't do stand-up yeah and that should mean something nope. you know what i mean as soon as I say, don't talk to me like that, don't be disgusting with me sexually, gone. Right. Don't even return the phone calls, nothing. Right. Really? Not even return the phone calls. Really? Wow. Huh, that's, uh, you know, because you get a little bit of that, you know, as a guy, as a guy mm -hmm. when you stand up to a yes. club owner who's like, eh, Oh, absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you don't get your, but you know, not to that degree. I just, you know, that I had the whole, there's sexual harassment on top of that. Oh, to, and there's a, there's a guy who I won't say his name because I just don't even want to give him the energy, but he owns. Is he in this room? No, <laughs> but he has TV shows. He has TV shows and he, one of his guys who works for him instant messaged me disgusting vulgar stuff mm -hmm. and I copied and pasted the instant message conversation and I sent it to the boss thinking full well that the boss is going to be nervous because now I have it in writing and. So the boss, they call me, I'm walking down the street, they call me on a speakerphone, you know, they're both on the speakerphone, bullying, mm -hmm. pushing me around, telling me nothing was going on, something, I forget what it was. And I just told them, I said, if I don't get work because of this, then you're gonna have problems because this is sexual harassment. You can't yeah. do that. And it's, oh, I said, because if I stuck up for myself and I don't get work for it. And uh, so I was on the set of the fighter and they knew I was on the set of the fighter and they called me and they're like, we want you to do this show. And I was like, I'll be there. So the balls that it takes to be a woman against the stuff that they do to you, is, it would be nicer to just be able to just have the regular stuff. Right. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, so I get there and I go on stage and, I, and, and then they cut me out of the show. Oh, really? But not only that, I'm walking in and one of the girls was like, oh yeah, I, did that guy ever talk weird to you? And, I'm, and I didn't say anything, but I was like, why? And she's like, oh, because I was supposed to do a lot more with them and then he was talking dirty to me and I said no and I didn't get as much work. And I was like, and then... Right. And then I saw the guy at the, uh, so, cause this, like I said, I could go on and on and fight mm -hmm. everybody sure, sure. or I could just prove myself as my talent like I am with my one woman show or whatever yeah. way. But I saw him at the Polo Lounge at the Beverly Hill at the, 
and he was with his wife. Oh. And I just walked up to the table and I stuck out my hand. I said, hey, nice to see you. Just watching him squirm was worth it. Nice. Nice. It has a happy ending, everyone. Well, I'm just saying, in terms of, the only thing that you can do is to go let your talent speak for itself. There's nothing you can do. There's not, I mean, otherwise, that's the the only thing that you can control. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you can only control what you do, everything else is devastating to feel the powerlessness of that. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of times women don't want to feel it, so they keep pushing, 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 pushing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you're better off just being like, wow. And then going just like being at war, like, Okay, we're right. being attacked. How do we go around it? What's the more intelligent, what's the more sophisticated way to go around it? Don't get down and dirty because then they won't be able to see what's going on. If I fight with everybody, you know, if I yell about the clubs or whatever, everybody's going to be like, oh, she's just a pain in the ass girl who talks about the club all the time. Right. 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 Instead of just sitting here calmly going, I'm hilarious. Right. And I don't work at clubs. People right. are starting to pick up on it, though. Yeah. On Twitter and everything. They're like, Sue, what? And I was on Tough Crowd all the time. Sure, I mean, sure. All, right. Everything. Right. And now they're like, Sue, what? But it, but it's helping me because a lot of times on Tough Crowd, I used to do jokes and they wouldn't laugh. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, are they purposely not laughing? Right. And now, like, a guy emailed me recently. He's like, Sue, your intelligence was, was intimidating right. on Tough Crowd. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't know. Right. So, the, so having the social media has helped me tremendously. Yeah. Because they're yeah. really picking up on, like, why doesn't Sue work at the clubs? Why doesn't Sue work right. at the yeah, clubs? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, is this your second one-woman show, am I correct? No, same. This is the same one. Oh, it's the same one? Mm-hmm. But it used to be called something else. Yeah, it was called... Well, it had all different names. At first, it started out as Am I Tenacious or Retarded? That okay. was the first name. Wait, say that again? <laughs> say that again for our people who speak English. <laughs> <laughs> am I Tenacious or Retarded? I love it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> tenacious and Retarded. That's I a like line it. from the yeah. show. I, yeah. Only a Boston accent. <laughs> right. Retarded sounds right. so cool. And then the next one This was, is my favorite th- title, I think. No, the next one was The Evolution of a Sexy Motherfucker. Nope. That was a <laughs> <laughs> Although I do that like actually it. has a new power generation <laughs> influence to it. <laughs> That's officially my second yeah, favorite. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been big in Minneapolis. He <laughs> would have sold out. And then the third one was minus thirty-two million. That's words. the one I like. Yeah. Tell us about I, tell us about that title. I love how you came up with that title. The reason why it was called minus thirty-two million words is because I read an article in the New York Times that said that poor kids had thirty-two million less words than rich kids. So for a while, I was going through making sure that I was still telling my story. Mm-hmm. So what happens is when you're writing the show, you're telling them instead of showing them a lot. Right. So I, there was a lot of that. Like in the beginning, it was much more me showing them, but then I, towards the end, that was closer to my life. I was telling them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so I've been working it out, working it out, working out. And uh, that I wasn't trying to be funny. Is just, I say it through the whole show. Yeah, and yeah. I really never was trying to be funny. Yeah. And everybody would be laughing all the time. Even if I was crying, they'd be laughing. And I'd be like, well, I'm not trying to be funny. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'd get in trouble in school. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be funny. Um, So, Silly, you write a lot for, like, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. um, uh, I I wrote for uh, Jamie Foxx when he hosted uh, Saturday Night Live. Saturday Uh, Saturday Night what? Saturday Night Live. It's um, a sketch show. Mm. on NBC mm. a guy by the name of Lauren Michaels maybe no. something about yeah no. um, and that was uh, that was actually really great like I was an actor on Jamie Foxx's sitcom yeah and then after that wrapped up I started writing for him like he started hosting stuff like the ESPN awards the SB awards mm-hmm. and all that um, you know the MTV uh, movie awards mm-hmm. like those big award shows so I started writing for him on those shows and you know, that kind of took off. Like, I found myself getting hired uh, on these other, like, award shows and then late night and all that stuff. So, you know, um, SNL was cool. Um, 
you know, I had a couple ideas that I thought would be really right for him. In fact, I wrote this one sketch during Weekend Update um, where Jamie played a, a ding dong. A ding, a, a oh, ding right. dong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. I saw that. Yeah. Because I think yeah. we met just as you were starting. Yeah. Back I didn't know like a hostess ding yeah, dong. Yeah, yeah. Like the, there, there was a big story in the news about, you know, uh, the Twinkies. hostess company going yeah. bankrupt, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. right? And the whole angle of the story was all about the Twinkie, right? And right. so I thought it was really funny that all the other snack products weren't really getting their due. Right. <laughs> they really were just giving Twinkie this farewell. So I thought, you know, Jamie should dress up as a ding dong and give the perspective of what a disgruntled... Like when I when I originally wrote up the sketch, I wrote it up as, as the disgruntled ding dong. Uh-huh. But we just, you know, uh, shortened it and all that stuff. And so it was cool. It was like one of those things that went viral after the fact. Mm-hmm. Like you're so busy during that week at SNL that you never, you know, like you're just trying to come up with, you know, the funniest things that you can come up with. And then Saturday night when the show tapes and it's, you know, it's live, you're like, whoa, I'm, you know, I'm writing on SNL, you know, and then, you know, I'm looking at my Twitter and I see, you know, uh, Jamie Foxx is a ding dong, Rolling Stone and, you know, Wall Street Journal and Vibe and, you know, you're like, Oh my God! I thought of that. You know, <laughs> like it's it, you know, that's where like it it was that night that it really set in. That it was like, oh my God! Like these ideas that I think are funny are going to these real places. <laughs> I feel like Louis said that the same night. He tweeted the yeah. night he was doing it. He was oh, like, yeah? oh my God! It just hit me. Yeah, I'm about to walk on stage and host Saturday Night Live. Yeah, oh, cool. yeah. It was you know like it was really kind of cool to. You know, even as a writer, like I grew up watching that show and, you know, that's kind of like one of those places where I first, you know, got the comedy thing. Like, you know, when I was a kid, Eddie Murphy was blowing up on that show yeah, and I yeah. was just like, oh, my God, he's hilarious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I was I was in high school and I was so jealous, too, because I was like, he gets to be funny for everybody. <laughs> Him, so, when he was on stage with that tight thing showing off his ball. Yeah, I mean, I watch it now. Everything. Like, he did that before. And, and yeah. I mean, he now, was so... Oh. What was so like, like cool is like he had that <laughs> element of danger about him. And, yes. you know, so like when I'm walking the hallways that week and I'm there, I'm like, man, you know, like all my comedy like icons are, yeah, yeah. were putting it and you just you feel it like you really feel it in that space. So it was that was great. I, awesome. I really enjoyed it's that. It's nice that you felt it because I feel like a lot of people forget that they used to sit in the back of the truck and. Yeah, no, I, I know, stay pretty connected to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like nice. It's and it's great that it. you know later on you're like whoa I'm getting a chance to you know do the stuff that I used to really uphold is important you know mm-hmm. and it's part of your it becomes your reality too you know yeah. that's pretty amazing that's but awesome. I'm giving you a compliment. Oh, you are. Yes. Oh, thanks. Because a lot of people can't do that. They always <laughs> yeah, think they sure. should be doing something else. They can't feel it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can't just feel it in the moment. They're like, "Oh, I should have been this, or I should have been right around here all the time. I should have done that. Why didn't they see me earlier? I should have sold out tonight. Yeah. It's only instead yeah, blah, of blah, just blah. being in the moment. Yeah. Right. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I still want all that other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just in case anybody's listening. <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't want to make you think. <laughs> right. Were you, were you I'm not that much <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> Were you by chance at that, and I don't know, I think it's almost infamous now, I think it went viral also, uh, some sort of awards ceremony that Jamie was hosting, 
and a comic tanked. Oh, yeah. Were you, you there for that? Or? I wasn't there for okay. that, but it's funny because Sarah Silverman said she saw it on YouTube and it became her favorite thing. Oh, really? And she watches comic? it all the know? time. Uh, this this comic, Doug Williams. Do you know Doug Williams? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doug Williams is a funny dude. He was on a you know a couple yeah, yeah. shows and stuff, but it just he ate roasts it her night. hard. You yeah. know what Jamie I mean? Did Jamie shit on him or was he cool about it? Jamie oh, was shit. playing his, com- his conscience. It's oh. like, Doug, this is your like conscience. Kind of You're bombing. Like, it <laughs> <Yeah>. was really, <laughs> it's time to oh, wrap it up. Oh, the jo- no. I mean, it was, uh, I was like, whoa. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I was just glad I, I wasn't Doug go, Williams. <laughs> maybe I should go back to school and right. learn another trade. Right. Like, and it was all kind of on his, I guess it's like lav mic or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, roasts get mean. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I you better have some them. tough skin. Like, I was yeah, supposed yeah. to do a roast for Patrice years ago, and I backed out. Mm-hmm. And whoever yeah. was doing it, the guys from some comedy in, Bo- in New York, they were so mad at me. Right. But I backed out because I had said yes, and then I realized what it was, and mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And then when Roasts are the meanest. Yeah. It's yeah. like Rose whatever, the they're the meanest. Whatever your flaws and weaknesses are, oh, that is the starting point. And then when Patrice yeah. died. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. For the fifth time. And then when Patrice died, I felt <laughs> very happy that I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That I didn't do that roast because I don't know what goes on. People can fake that they think it's funny, but yeah, right. who's strong enough to handle that? Right. If yeah. comics are always so nervous and insecure, why all of a sudden are you all right for a roast? Talk right. about the worst opening spot is opening at a roast. Oh, yeah. Because nobody, you know, nobody's used, you know, nobody's heard anything yet. So right. If, you know, right. And, and the thing is to, you know, be mean and right. And people are not. And don't you think in that it. environment too could cause you to act in ways that you don't want to act? Like yeah, I think it, yeah, right, right. On. You yeah. say stuff just to be right, like, just to get a response, yeah. Yeah, and so and you say stuff that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, why did you say that? Oh, I don't build, know. <laughs> or you build your whole career on that, right? Yeah, right. And it's not and even you. You just react because it's like a gang fight or something. And the next thing you know, people are like we want to hire you on for the next one. And the next right. thing you know, you're like. I'm, right, I'm, I'm not even that dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Now I'm being mean to everybody, and right. I get paid for it. I hate right. myself. How did this happen? Well, you know, it's weird. Is like uh, that that movie, "Don't Be a Menace." Like people like Crazy Legs a lot, mm-hmm. and when that first hit. People were like, dude, you should just go on stage with a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I have to carry a wheelchair with right, you. Right. <laughs> you know how much that is in luggage fees? <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> People are so crazy. <laughs> nah, dude, you should have a wheelchair. Yeah, okay, that's a great idea. How are you going to merch on that? You're going to get little wheelchairs. I have to sign the back. Right, for right. 10 bucks. <laughs> nah, the logistics are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to close with the uh, right with the hammer song. Right. Uh, well, well I don't this. have a problem doing that. <laughs> I do Me that either. now. I can close with that. <laughs> As I was leaving Sue's wonderful show, uh, I'm not trying to be funny at Acme on the Brea the other night. My wife called. I was getting texts through your whole show, and I was sitting in the back, and the director, what's his name, Antonio? Uh, Rico Colin Tony. Rico, yeah. Something Italian. <laughs> and I'm like looking because there's a curtain. And I know it's my wife and we got a baby. And I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. But your show ended and I look down and she's like, I just burned my foot really bad. Can you you know, go get me burn cream or whatever? So I'm like, that's why I had to bail. And I, oh, I emailed right, you right, when right. I got home. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, I loved your show, but I had to. So I go home. I'm booking home. I cruise down uh, local street Olympic. I hit a piece of rebar. Boom, boom. Both tires blown on the left side of my car since Saturday night. It was Sunday. Everything's closed. I finally got my car towed over there, and they just called, so I have to go pick up my car. All right. Yeah. (laughs) But 
You also owe me two tires. Do I owe you for the burn cream too? And the burn cream. And the burn yes. cream. And the burn cream. <laughs> yes. Actually, for example. And the Blackhawks jersey. <laughs> Don't even mention that. I'm from Boston. Thank you guys so much. This is awesome. Yeah, I this really appreciate is, this it. Is I think for next time you're in town, my studio will be up. It won't be as creepy, I promise. Thank you. I'm Come not creeped out. I was no, this joking. Is, this is I'm a, a joker. This is a, this is a nice time in the bedroom. Yeah. yeah. It's the most romantic podcast out there. You got it a is. fireplace. I love it. You got a right. bed. Some I guitars in case Suli wants to serenade us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Suli, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter okay. at Suli McCullough. Okay. Yeah, S U L I and M C C U L L O U G H. Like, don't be a menace. Tongue, yeah, that yeah, did yeah. kind of roll off the tongue. Awesome. All right, so catch Suli on Twitter, and I'm sure you got a site also. I do, uh, SuliMcCullough.com. <laughs> Just as easy. S U L I M C C U L L O U G H dot com. And Sue, so are you taking your show on the road or? I'm going well, to go back to New York. I got huge interest, like crazy oh, here. So crazy I, interest. Yeah. Awesome, the interest awesome. is crazy. Yeah. Well, legitimate, but crazy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and where can we find you and what's going on? It's uh, Sue. At Sue Costello on Twitter. Okay. And SueCostello.com is awesome. my website. That's where I'm going to stop putting up the dates for the show. So okay, great. If people want to see it, I'm going to put up the dates wherever I'm going to do it next with my crazy interest. Awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I, of course, am at Murray V on Twitter. And uh, you're listening through through MurrayValerino.com. And uh, if you haven't already, like us on the Facebook page. Don't be a douche. And uh, write a review if you want. Um, the really good reviews get free T-shirts. What? <laughs> By the way, you guys would get uh, T-shirts today, but my T-shirts are buried somewhere oh, in the back of the car. Oh, come on, I know, dude. I know. Suli, I'll see you. I'll get yours. Yeah, okay, good. I'll be in New York soon. I'll bring All right, one. cool. White or black. You All just right. let me know. All right. Maybe I'll sign it. White, because right. I'm mad at it. So you guys, thank yeah. you so much. I, I want know, white uh, also, <laughs> just because I want to work. <laughs> I know you got a little drive ahead of you, so I really appreciate you guys coming out. And thanks, uh, thanks for making time on your trip to Los Angeles. Of course, uh, thanks. So I really appreciate it. Thank this you guys. This was fun. Bye, we'll everybody. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. <laughs> Drunks in the front making out for your set And middle acts doing blow more missing merch And drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon